What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement. Joining me today, as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, <laughs> what is on your mind today? So you see what my name is, right? In the mood mm-hmm. to be a hater. And I guess Eagleson pointed out before we started recording, like, like what is it, Passover? Why is today different than all the other days? Or is that Russia? Show? Whatever, some Jewish holiday. It's really not. I'm kind of always a hater on the pod. But... I talked, I've talked a lot recently about how cynical sports fans are and how they root against things more than they root for things. And I found myself doing that exact same thing earlier today. During the U.S. Open, coming down to the end, you got Matt Fitzpatrick, you got Will Bitch-Ass Torres, who I will never, ever wager on, who will never win a major. I think you know where this is going. And you had uh, Scotty Scheffler, who's just an absolute monster. And I found myself towards the end of the tournament when it was Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris on 18, Zalatoris in the birdie. I was actually rooting for him to get that birdie just so I could then parlay that into rooting for his demise in the playoff. So why do I talk about this? Because I've added a whole new layer of hatred to my arsenal. And it's in the form of the NBA. And going forward, I am fucked. They're like 21 years old. And I am already so sick of this fucking Memphis Grizzlies team. They are so goddamn annoying. They think because they have this we want all the smoke mentality that they can just run their mouths. You got John Moran on Twitter talking like we want the dubs in Memphis. Who the fuck are you? They got the two seed. Congrats. And it's like Jaron Jackson Jr. was running his mouth earlier this year. You've got Ja running his mouth. And it's like. He's going back and forth with the team that just won their fourth championship. He hasn't been in the league for four years. He's played in one playoff series. And now it's like the Grizzlies are trying to talk up this Grizzlies-Warriors rivalry. Give me a fucking break, man. Give me a break. It's like I'm trying to think of a comparison um, as to like a real-life situation, like the Warriors talking up to the are the Grizzlies talking up to the Warriors? And I can't really think of it, but it's fucking annoying. And I'm, it's not even like the Warriors are bullies. Like right, they're like, like picking a fight with the nice guy. Yeah. It's mm, picking a fight with Draymond. So let's, 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 but that's the thing. It didn't so, like job was, I mean, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Was talking about the Warriors in general, like clay felt personal about it. I don't know. It's not even like they're the nasty team. Like, it's like they it's like they're the party crashers. That's just like, wait, are you like Uncle Ned's kids or something? Like, what are you doing here? Who are you? And it's like if I were warriors, I would just be baby broing the I wouldn't give it the time of day. And but if I was giving it the time of day, like you have to be petty baby bros in that regard. And it's just nothing, nothing it has got what are your what are your thoughts on this whole Grizzlies warrior situation? Because it, it's yeah. actually as, as someone who really like doesn't like the Warriors, I, I appreciate Steph nowadays. Everyone knows how I feel about Draymond. Clay kind of sucks, whatever. Um, but for someone who hates the Warriors, I found myself just like absolutely saying, what the fuck are the Grizzlies talking about? Like, why do they feel the need to, to say shit when they haven't done literally like Zach Randolph, former Grizzly great would walk into that locker room and beat the living shit out of all of them. <laughs> And they have the nuts to talk to one a dynasty, a dynasty. Their best player just is able to drink as of a year ago, and the team that the Warriors beat in the finals, its best player is still nineteen. It's like how can you how can you continue to talk to these Warriors? What's your thoughts on this? 
I think be careful with saying Clay sucks because I don't want your face plastered all over the internet a year from now when he wins six man of the year, averaging 30 a game. But that's why I put it in the show notes. Like, why? What do you mean they're going to play in Memphis on Christmas Day? The defending champions with Stephen Curry are going to go see Desmond Bain and the boys in Memphis because of culture? Like, what are, like, what are we even doing? It, it's annoying. It's genuinely annoying. And the Ja, ja Morant train, look, there was a period of time this season where it was special. Jawbreaker after jawbreaker, which is my favorite eye and eagle call ever. I was going to say, did you make that up? Hell no, but it's a great one. But they're cuties. Like, they're – they're literally cuties. They're now, not they, even cuties. Like they were cuties well, for a year. Yeah, but like they you have do, to. They do have, have the potential to put it together, but they're just getting way ahead of themselves. Potential to put it like, together to be a like a perennial cutie. If because here's could, the deal, Jack. Here's the if, deal. They drafted if you could a very trick, good, yeah, someone and convince them to come to Memphis. That's what I was gonna say. They drafted a very young core. Nobody's signing in Memphis. Nobody. If you could, if you could get Rudy Gobert. Sorry, you can't that say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the thing. They're getting ahead of themselves. Like they, I think that's the problem. It they feel like they accomplished something this year. Well, come on that, down, Philadelphia poverty. 76ers. Right. Like, okay, you know what? Was, like, we're actually agreeing on something, and you just have to. That's just no, do no, no. That's not necessary. I, would you agree with me that the Sixers didn't accomplish anything? No, nobody accomplished anything except for the Warriors. Oh, wait, that's, that's not right. true. If you look at the Celtics, let's actually check in on that. If we want to talk poverty, we can talk the Celtics Twitter account. As of a few days ago, it still had as a bio 2022 uh, Eastern Conference champions. Yep, Eastern Conference Finals champions still up. Congratulations. There's banner number 18 for the Boston Celtics. That's poverty. One That's team probably. accomplished something. So if you're in my ear talking, there's Miami Heat fans talking like all this smack, and you're like, oh, we, you lost in the second round. We lost in the third round. Okay, congratulations. We both ended up ringless, and we have the better draft pick. So if anything, you know what, Jack? I would say the Knicks had the 10th best season in the league this year. Mm. Do we Except have the ninth pick? Did I just mess that up? I think we have 11th. I think you have a, yeah, you have 11th. So we'd have the 12th best. Correct. Correct. The Knicks have the 12th best um, season out of everyone in the NBA this year. I'm with it. Drafts on Thursday. I'm with it. Well, the, the Grizzlies-Warriors fake rivalry that has been created by the Grizzlies on Twitter was what came off of the Andre Iguodala situation. So for those who right. do not know, Iguodala got traded to to Memphis got traded to who, Memphis and then I think he who did he get traded up. for it was when he was in Miami I believe okay uh, so whatever okay. Iguodala, Iguodala ends up in Memphis and he essentially says I'm not playing for you guys unless you ship me back to Golden State and I think they didn't and he ended up there anyways regardless no he, he held out he held out he's like I'm not right. showing up like I'm not at this point in my career I'm not wasting my time with you guys Right. And they took great offense to that, which is also fair. It's very fair. Um, and so they do not like Andre Iguodala. Is it, is it fair? It, it's a little messed up if you say, like, I'm not playing for you guys because you're poverty. Like, even if it's true, it's messed up. And you would take offense to that. Like, 
that's the thing that I think people get confused on. When, when we call teams fake or poverty franchises, I do expect you to be upset about that. Like if you just accept it, you actually fall into a lower level Cuck. of just like, you have like, it's like your franchise, Ernestine Bayless and like, it, yeah, Alcorn. it's like, you like, can, you can, yeah. you can be a, a fan of a fake franchise or a poverty franchise. But once you start accepting that, then you're a cuck fan. Exactly. Like Cubs, Cubs fans never accepted it. And I respect that. I, I feel like, like Kings fans have just accepted it and that's like scary. So that puts you on a lower level. But Anyways, when you're, eh. I just want to say, I understand why Memphis was upset. Then they have a good season. They're the two seed. And then they got washed in the playoffs, obviously. And it's not because Joe got hurt. I promise you that. So this rivalry begins with that. Now it's gone. Clay has made comments. Triple J has made comments. It's just become weird. But I use that as a segue to discuss the next topic on the podcast, which is a trending little Twitter thought. Whose career, Abe, would you rather have? Andre Iguodala or Carmelo Anthony? So you've got Iguodala who is a four-time champion. I think he had a good career in at Arizona, spent some time in Philadelphia. Just won. NBA, just NBA. Just NBA. Oh, wow, that, that throws another little uh, wrinkle into the mix because you got Melo, who's a national champion. Um, first ballot Hall of Famer, no matter what, Iggy will get in the Hall of Fame, probably not first ballot. Huh. So just to give probably you some more a good stats, just yeah, Iggy. Iggy I need won to get to the financials. Yeah, so Iggy won two golds, I believe, one or two gold medals. Melo's got four. Surprised. Yeah, Melo has four of them. Melo's top twelve all-time score. The financials are separated by about sixty million. I think it's two forty to Melo and one eighty to Iggy. That's also on court. I would imagine Melo's made significantly more money off the court. You say Iguodala? Is that your final answer? Yeah, and the determining factor is even as a young kid growing up as a Sixers fan when we had Iguodala, even after the fact that he left, I would always look at Iguodala on a basketball court and be like, those are the most perfectly shaped arms for an athlete that I've ever seen. The he definition, has got, right? He yeah. has, he's got the perfect combination of definition and size, whereas Melo's a bucket. But he's got a little something hanging into a bucket as well. You know what I mean? Um, you're you're remembering old Mello. I mean, Prime Mello was fit like a fiddle. Whoa, that was a bar. Um, but I just have looked at Iguodala years, but those arms are literally crafted by God Himself. So when you're when you're picking straws about their financials, at that point, both of them have fuck you money. It's just who can yell fuck you louder, and that's Carmelo. But uh, you know what? I'm not a mean person. I don't need to yell "fuck you" at the top of my lungs. I can whisper it. So g- give me a good. In the mood to be a hater. <laughs> this is his name right now. <laughs> I so it's a 50-50 poll right now going on Twitter. Like the voting has pretty much netted out 50-50. And I've seen strong takes from the mellow side. Like, what are these idiots talking about? Like, this is Carmelo Anthony. He's a legend. Like these things will go down in history, which is true. Like he will go down as one of. I think was he a top seventy-five player of all time? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like that, Iguodala never reached anywhere near that. I what makes the Iguodala argument like Abe? If you remove the finals, Iguodala MVP, never got blacklisted. If you remove the finals MVP, does that change anything? Oh, I for forgot you? that he had finals MVP. 
Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's obviously Iguodala because take this for example. Melo came into the league kind of 1B to Braun. Obviously, it shifted over time. Still an all-time great player. But as you come into the league with that much hype, Melo's name has been slandered for years on years on years. The only slandering that Iguodala's name has had is by the fucking Memphis Grizzlies. Like, nobody really <laughs> doesn't like Melo. So, I, I mean, like I said, if you want to argue that you're taking Carmelo over him for the sole reason of financials, sure. But you just like to yell fuck you a little bit louder than me. That's all. Well, no. there. I think there is the argument that Melo will go – his name will be forever, and Iguodala's will most likely be known for a few things. One – <laughs> the motivation Kellerman. the motivation behind the 2026 Warrior, or Memphis Grizzlies NBA title, two, Max Kellerman, and three, the finals MVP stolen from Stephen Curry. So different types of legacies. As a human, though, not like as a human, like just as a life to live and not worrying about just legacy, like give me the 180. And there's this new thing on 180 Twitter. what? Million, million, yeah, 180 million, and give me the four rings. There's like this new so thing on to, Twitter. So, so go to live, dude. There's there's this new thing on Twitter that's like ring culture has ruined the discourse around the NBA. Hundred percent. Like I even posted about it today with the Derek, uh, with the Steph Curry, Derek Rose, Russell Westbrook shit. It's like you can be an all time great player and not win a ring, and it's like people. But I think that's my it. point. What? But I think that's the point I'm getting to, which is because of how hard it is to win a championship and how special that is, I actually think not when it comes to ranking players, but when we're choosing careers, like think back to when you were a kid, when you were older than a kid, even now in your life, when you accomplish something great, like what better feeling <laughs> <When>? is there? <laughs> right? I know it's tough for us to think about because we haven't won anything of meaning in, I don't know, a fucking decade, but like Super Bowl five years ago. <clears throat> I just feel like winning has now gone out the window. It's oh like, no, oh, winning winning is winning's for cheap for sure. Winning is the fucking ultimate goal and they literally like I don't know, I think winning is is the end game. Like money isn't how people talk about your name. Like I think winning championships would be pretty fucking sick and to do it four times and to have a serious part in three of them like that's pretty cool. Carmelo, he's never played in the NBA Finals. And I don't know. I like even, winning. What about this fact that we haven't considered yet? What if Melo doesn't even go down as the greatest Melo of all time? Mm. Melo's just getting started. Iggy Azalea never picked up a basketball. Honestly, you can argue <laughs> that Andre Iguodala is the greatest AI that's ever played. <laughs> the greatest Sixer AI, for sure. Okay, pump the brakes. But listen, it's just AI after AI. And you could argue that Iggy's the best of his nicknames, AI. And Melo's going to be the second when LaMelo's career is fine and done, when obviously LaMelo leaves Charlotte in like five years. I just, I feel like winning is so dope. Like, that, what can be winning, especially at that level, right? Like, even if you make hundreds well, of millions, winning is cool. Score hundreds. Yeah, but like, all right, Jack. I'm not talking. I'm not talking like Nemanja Bielitsa versus Carmelo, right? Okay. Like, so let me ask you this: So if Melo, so Iggy has four rings, Finals MVP. If Melo getting one at the tail end of his career, does that change anything? Does he play 
over 10 minutes per game in the series. Sure. Additional then, layer that I'm going to par. So, so you say yes, then. Stip then me. Probably, stip me. Yeah. Stip me. The closeout game is on the road. <laughs> is it in MSG? Because, you know, so the Knicks have... lose to the Blazers and Dame wins on our floor. No, no, no. We'll, we'll say it's in, I don't know, Philadelphia. Okay. So Carmelo is poor. Oh, no, that would make eight... you love Melo even more because he just <laughs> dragged his nuts on my He'd be my hero. Yeah, he'd be my hero. I would say that winning on the road is, is one Trash. of the worst uh, Trash. possible. Although pouring champagne on Lucky's head is pretty epic. Did they do that? No, but they, you know, the whole ceremony's on top of Lucky, which is fucking hysterical. All right, let's move on. The NBA Finals are wrapped. The 2022 season is now wrapped. The draft is on Thursday, but I do just want to like get a current update on the sports calendar. I was really hyped about the sports calendar about three days ago. We had the U.S. Open pumping, we had the Finals pumping, Stanley Cup Finals, MLB in full swing. We had an F1 race. And now Sunday night with just Astros White Sox on, I don't. I I think like my Longhorns got knocked out of the College World Series. The Avs look like they're going to take care of business. I think it's like a it's white boy summer, hot guy summer, every boy summer, whatever that guy on TikTok said summer, and then it's football season. Like I'm I'm ready to go. Let's fast forward. Let's go to the beach for two months and let's just have a time. Yeah, I get you can say that. My fightings are on a roll right now. Baseball's fun in Philadelphia. It's the push for Red October. But I mean, yeah, this is why we play. These are the two months where everyone has to be mentally tough just to get us to football. You have OTAs. You have social media clips from your team um, doctoring a clip of your quarterback under throwing a ball and making it look cool. This is why we play. This is why we play. For football starting in the summer, we've got, I mean, you could say the sports calendar is kind of leaning off. Like I said, the NBA offseason is a sport in itself. Yeah. We've got that to look forward to. We've got Woj bombs. We've got everything. So things get a little quiet over the summer. People are at the beach, but there, there's still a lot to, to look forward to this summer. Okay. All right. Let's let's just revisit really quickly the NBA Finals, put it to bed. Saw some interesting statistics. In their first career NBA Finals, LeBron James, 22.7 rebounds, 7 assists, 135% shooting. Kobe Bryant, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists on 36% shooting. And Jason Tatum, 21-7-7 on 36% shooting. Why did shooting. you choose to include Jaylen, Jason Tatum and not Jalen Brown? Um, because Jason Tatum is the best player on the Celtics and mm-hmm. had a poor final showing, unlike Jalen Brown. I think I was just using this. I, I mean, I wasn't using anything. You can interpret this how you want. I just saw the, the tweet and thought it was interesting. You know, people were giving Tatum a hard time for his finals, which is very fair, but he did outperform his big bro. So I don't know. Does that change your opinion on anything? comparing these guys' first years in the finals. Yeah. That's as media as it gets, Jack. That's as media as it gets. Comparing, ooh, Tatum was off by Braun by one point. He's the next GOAT. Come on. Come on. No, it doesn't change anything. Okay. Does it change something for you? I mean, you brought it up. No, no, I just think it, I, it puts things in perspective for people that when you – when. 
at the end, when it's all said and done, and you look back on LeBron James's career, what they're going to list out is four-time champion, 19-year cuck, you know, scoring all-time leader, and all these accolades. But what they won't do is like, oh my God, in his first finals. But when you're going forward, like we are with Jason Tatum, like we are with any current player, you're always just living in the moment. And it's sometimes, you know, Plastic, gives... you don't you don't know what you have until it's gone type deal. And yeah, then that, some, that's when you start like that. to appreciate greatness is when it's gone. So hopefully for all you LeBron haters out there, once he's done, you'll miss him. You'll miss him. What do you think LeBron's going to be like? Like we all we know what LeBron is on social media right now. What about when he puts down the ball? He could be a whole different level. Like live, like he's supposed to have a game on Tuesday night on TNT at ten thirty, but instead he's live tweeting the seven o'clock game, and it's Bronny and it's Bronny playing. That boy different. <laughs> LeBron James is – I feel like he's hurt, just hurting his legacy. Like, is there anything positive that's come from LeBron James over the past 18 months, in your opinion? I have yet to try the tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably done some shit in the community. Let's be like, you know, but let's say from like, uh, you know, you know Joey cursed, B, right? Cursed. You know Joey B? Burrow? No, the guy with the bicycle. A lot of people named Joe have bikes, but go on. Yeah, so our president, um, you know how he gets like an approval rating, approval, disapproval rating? What do you think LeBron's approval or disapproval rating, like up 4%, down 8% over the past, call it 12 months is? Down. I mean, who's more powerful? The dick eaters or the haters? <laughs> I feel like, the, I mean, you are a le dick eater, and now I feel like you're, you're. It's exhausting being a le dick eater. Yeah, it's and exhausting being, being a, a dick eater. Being a le hater has come like fruitful over the past past year, and that's why I asked, like, could his approval rating be down recently? For sure. I think it's just incrementally going down for the rest of his career. Because no matter like, like the dick eaters, because I know how I feel, right? Like what something has happened in LeBron's career, you can call it three, one coming back from that. You can call it in Miami, whenever you thought he was the goat at that point, when you establish him as the goat, like there's no going back from that when you're already established. So it's like the dick eaters is like, all right, my work here is done. Whereas the haters always have, the power to bring him down and to be on that side. So it's like the dick eaters are more hands off where the haters are, are more in your face. So that's why I think as a, as a, as a political party, the la haters are probably the majority in the house. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, it, it brought up a thought completely separate, but how about Kenny Atkinson just absolutely ditching the Charlotte Hornets? I, we did a cap. I'm sorry. Cap. What? You didn't hear this? No. Kenny Atkinson got hired. I was too busy watching John Rahm eat paella on the golf course and shit his (laughs) fucking pants today. Kenny Atkinson got hired by the Hornets. You saw that. Correct. He's now declining the offer and decided to stay with Golden State. I I think it points to what you said earlier, Jack. Winning is pretty cool. Yeah. 
winning is pretty cool. That's pretty crazy, though, no? Like, so we posted an episode of Cap or No Cap on Snap, and it was about the Hornets, like, drug problem right now. So Montrez got arrested. LaMelo's smoking a blunt before. What's, is there like, anything illegal about Pink Lemonade? Nothing illegal about Pink Lemonade. Um, and nothing to say that they did anything illegal. Well, Montrez, there's much to say. He did something illegal. He got arrested. But I think just the... Um, you know, you look at culture, right? And the Warriors culture is strong and the Hornets culture, are... And where does culture start? At the top. And who's at the top of the Charlotte Hornets organization? LaMelo Ball. Mm, a degenerate gambler and Michael Jordan. Yeah, I pointed to that. And so now Kenny Atkinson decides he wants to stay in Golden State. The funny part is, though, the two... Other candidates, I think it was Dan Tony and someone else, are now like out. They're like, I, we don't want it. Like you picked him, we don't want it. Yeah, so we're not. I'm not your little slut. Now they're on the fourth option. option. That's that seems like a not good situation. How do you not get like? How is there no like pen to paper clause? Like winner, winner lose the finals. Like if you want to bail, that's fine. But we get to I don't know, kill your firstborn or something. That's awfully violent. Okay. Right. You know, there's something like that. That's just for whatever reason, I guess it's because of my name and the episode. That's the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, but if I, anything, like think about Kenny Atkinson right now. He's like just dominating. He escaped, he was outed by Kyrie and KD because they didn't want to coach him. That's been a nightmare situation. He goes, he becomes assistant in Golden State, brings him back. Well, obviously he didn't do it. Like, I don't even know how much of a role a guy like Kenny Atkinson would have in an organization already established like Golden State. Like Steph has his guys. Dre has his guy. Like it's another voice, I guess. But at the same time, it's like Kenny Atkinson escaped a nightmare in Brooklyn situation. He was highly regarded as a great, like he has a great reputation around the league for what he made Brooklyn after the, after the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen catastrophe there. Um, and then he brought it up. He established this young core. His young core got shipped out, out for another all-stars. You got Jared Allen. Karis LeVert has been a, was nice in the bubble for a little bit or something. Um, and then he went to Golden State and won a championship. So why would you want to go to a fake franchise? Like maybe he just realizes LaMelo's years are numbered. Nobody's coming to Charlotte. I'm not winning a championship here. And like you said, winning's cool. And it seemed cool in Golden State. Would you rather live in Charlotte, North Carolina? Would you rather live in San Francisco? Sometimes Charlotte's it's up and coming. I'm just saying. You're, you're a big Charlotte guy. You're a big Charlotte I've guy. I've just been told. I've just been told recently that Charlotte's a popping place. So I just want to. So well, what did you think about what did you think about the Bay? The Bay is not that great. I mean, it's not a bad city, but it's really expensive. It's super hilly. And it's not like a special city. You go to San Fran, at least like. The, the core of San Fran for one reason you you're like want to work a full in house or, house yeah you want to be a tech startup if you don't want to be there like I don't know go bike over the Golden Gate Bridge and then uh, be out that's that's just my opinion on San Fran so uh, I get it but Charlotte apparently Kenny you know maybe he went house shopping and because Charlotte's on the up and up he was like I can't afford this I'm staying in San Fran yeah but he can know. afford it in San Fran. <laughs> I don't know. So, Abe, the U.S. Open, congrats to Matty Fitzpatrick. I asked you to denounce your British citizenship. Apparently, you didn't do so this weekend. 
because uh, we wrote John Rom, and let me just share with the listeners our feelings on John Rom. I have a personal problem with John Rom. I bet him plus six fifty live third round to win the round. He then was one up headed into eighteen. He was a minus seven fifteen favorite. If you're not familiar with betting, that's an implied probability of about eighty percent. Around that. 80% chance. It's even higher than that if we're being real. Like he had a 92% chance to either win the round or come shared for the round. So what he does is he, you know, picks up Abe and I's golfing powers and chunks one into the bunker, stays in the bunker on his next shot, then hits it to a different bunker and then misses the putt and double bogeys, falling to minus three. And you know what? Abe and I. And our friend John Gruden had John Rahm to win the tournament. And we said, you know what? He might have just cost me a lot of money. But at least he's a shot back going into Sunday. We're out of this final group of Matt Spineless Fitzpatrick and Will Loser Zalator. You know what? I don't think that's fair. You can't look at Matt Fitzpatrick in the way that he putted today and the way that he played and call that guy spineless. No, Will's it's like not- a thing. It's like he's a softie. And so we has, felt he has braces. Yeah, we felt good about our chances. We had the Rominator. All we were worried about was the chef and Rory. And so going in today, I wasn't feeling good because we I lost a lot of money, potentially. Well, I did lose a lot of money and lost out on a lot of money because of Rom. But I said, you know what? The reason we came here can still happen. And then as Abe talked about earlier... He ate too much pie last night and shat everywhere. I think it was plus four or plus five. He was like, the, everyone was like, oh, Sunday, it's going to be so tough. Carnage all over the course. Like everyone shot under par except for Rom, who shot four over par. So if you want to talk, if you want to talk spineless, we can talk Will Zalatoris. I mean, I think this guy's finished second in the last four of the last five majors or something. I will say it on the pod right here and right now. He's a, he's 25 years old. I don't give a fuck. I've watched this guy and it's he's could be a good golfer. Sure. He is so mentally weak and such a little boy. Will Zalatoris, there is a 0.000% chance he ever ever wins a major. Ever. Ricky Fowler type shit. Minus him being the greatest first round golfer of all time. That is Will Zalatoris. He is Ricky Fowler 2.0. He's Ricky Fowler that hasn't gone through puberty yet. And once he does go through puberty, he'll officially be Ricky Fowler. Will Zalatoris is weak and will never win a a major tournament. And people at home are probably like, Abe, you're an idiot, which is fair, but you're you're an idiot. He's finished top two in three majors. He's finished top 10 in six of the 10 he's played in. Yeah, it looks Hang the good banner. for him. Hang the banner. It looks good for him. Put a, but put, you know what? Put it on his Twitter bio. Finished second in a bunch of majors. He, I think his reaction on eighteen showed me everything that I needed to see. He had probably a eighteen footer to tie the match on eighteen, and he put together a great putt, so great that when it missed, he kind of fell to the ground. Because he was at that point hoping it went in. He didn't actually put that thing thinking, I'm going to go and knock this in. He said, I'm going to go put this how it should be putted and pray that it falls in the cup because that's the only way. 
I think that showed me everything I needed to know. If this is the scary part, if you're a part of the Wills Outdoors fan club, he actually putted really well today, and he still couldn't beat a guy with braces. So for that, I will never bet on Wills Outdoors at a major ever on a golf course ever again. He'll win golf tournaments, I believe, at some point in his career. Yeah, but he'll win major? the RBC Canadian Open, sure. Yeah, but at a major, no, no, no. Look, if Rory McIlroy can't win majors anymore, then then Wills Outdoors isn't one of them. So British Open, July 14th in Britain. Uh, I guess Matty Fitz could be could be going after the title. So, all right, we don't have a ton. Like I said, sports calendar is light. We'll do our NBA draft preview on Wednesday for the draft on Thursday. In the meantime, let's get Eagleson in here. The Avs are up 2-0 on they the are. Lightning. Abe, did you roll over your winnings into the Lightning or not? I did not. I just rolled Eagleson's winnings over. Nice. <laughs> for him. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you think? I'm psychotic? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes I, I do. D- and if I did roll them over and they were up 2-0, you wouldn't hear a peep of it. You are psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the the Rangers did come back, or sorry, the Lightning did come yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. But so, do you still have faith here? Yes, but the thing about that game was they looked different, and that was like Vasilevsky's one of his worst games of his entire career. And usually, when the Lightning lose, they still kind of like look like themselves a little bit, and like you feel like they can, they still have that in them. But that game. They were completely flat-footed. They could not keep up with Colorado whatsoever. Why are we talking so, about a series that scary. hasn't started yet? True. Good, good point. Series doesn't start until road series team takes preview. one. Series preview. Series preview. Series preview. Stanley Cup final series preview. I, I would just Cup. say, and I said this when the Lightning flipped on that switch and came back against the Rangers, like, that felt like their last gasp. Like, yep. they, you have to channel that energy and the rangers weren't the better team and so they were able to kind of just go balls to the wall and get over the top it doesn't feel like they have that like it seems like they're gonna have to outclass the avalanche they're gonna have to get cheeky on them like yeah it feels like the abs are just the better team right a lot of what you said there makes sense and i i am kind of with you but like it's still the lightning after all that, like they've been doing this the last two years and people thought they've been down before and then they still do it. So maybe this is different. Maybe it's not, but it, this reminds me a lot of Tom Brady in, uh, in Foxborough against the Tennessee Titans. And they had looked kind of crappy all year. They didn't have the pieces on offense and it just felt like, they lost the juice. Like they ran out of, out of the juice. Now it doesn't mean they can't retool and come back over the next two years. Cause they have extremely talented players, but it feels like this is just, they're being hit by a young rested team. That's, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. And like, they've had tough series, right? The, the yeah. lightning have, so that's taken a lot out of them. The avalanche, not nearly as much. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I completely forget what I was just about to say. Um, it's like it's, it, a, it's a little bit. I, the Avalanche are a fucking wagon, and I'm not saying that because I've watched them. I watched a period against uh, Edmonton yeah. a few uh, last series or two series ago, but like there they've it was seven nothing yesterday, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it, the first game went to overtime, but they came out guns hot. 
we do we do this in every sport prisoner of the moment just like okay they did what they had to do it's like we went with the celtics warriors and after every single game whoever won that game it was over that team was winning yeah. the series Boston but the difference the in, is that the abs are minus 550 like vegas is they're pretty convinced that this thing's over now look i've seen minus 715s lose before so i'm not one to say this is all locked up but it does feel like this is at a different level like even if the warriors went up 2-0 on Boston. I'm trying to think if they would be Phoenix. Phoenix went up 2-0 on Milwaukee last year. I know it's yeah. a different sport. I don't know who has the best player. No, the, I don't know the who has the best player up, on the ice. The Lightning were down 2-0 last, last who, year. Who, so. who's, the, who's the best player on the ice between these two teams? Nathan McKinnon. Who plays really? for who? But he plays for the Avalanche. Maybe Kale McCarr, actually. He's and where is Nate McKinnon rank on the NHL top players list? Top five? He's in the top five. You you wouldn't say that Kucherov's the best player on the ice? No, I don't know if I would at this point because he disappears sometimes. Like he really does. He'll come back and he scores the goals, but he really will disappear sometimes, Chris even Paul. in important games. And also, what I was gonna say before, the Lightning they adjust. That's one of like their like best parts of their team. John Cooper is a great coach, and they that's what they do. They go down. They've lost every game one of every series, right? And they yeah. just they retool. So. Down speaking to of, maybe they speaking can. of which um and hockey and the name john sell me this pen in the flyers hiring john tortorella because i saw them hire him and obviously did i get that name right tortorella? yeah he did torts yeah. i uh i saw them hire that and i was like oh shit as a non-hockey fan that's a good hire because i know who he is i've heard that name before you know who he is? Who he coached? He coached other teams, right? Do you manage or coach coached. a hockey team? He coach. You coach. He coached the Rangers. That's yeah. how you know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he fuck. also so he, he also sucks. won a cup with the Lightning. Like as a player, as a coach. When? That's probably, probably why Louis? I know him. Saint Louis. Oh, was it I don't remember the... what the year was. But I was he was say, the coach I went to team. a Flyers Lightning hockey. I went to a Flyers Lightning playoff game when I was a wee lad, like. Mm-hmm six seven years old i don't know if it was that year but i've heard i've heard that name before so tell me what hockey twitter is saying about my fly guys yeah so he might be a good fit for philly because he's insane like he's a crazy coach like he's uh he's one of the guys that like in the media talking to reporters there's gonna be so many stories you're gonna have i mean you don't care about hockey but he's one of those guys he like he was in Columbus. That was his last job. And he would get in fights with reporters and it was hilarious. He'd like cuss out the refs after the game, like hilarious. stuff. Yeah. I don't know who the, I don't know. He's a bit of a hardo, but maybe he's, since he got fired, there was talks of him kind of figuring it out maybe coming with the new age of coaching. I don't know if he's actually going to do that, but which is what he, he got a job. So threes. What do you mean? What's the new wave of hockey? Like, well, like a lot of the older coaches are hardos and you need to be more of a player's coach now. Hmm. How does hockey evolve as a sport? Like well, at least play less games. Play less games. That's all it is. Like the ev- everyone likes the hockey playoffs. Like agrees that yeah. they're really, really electric. But you, if you don't already love hockey, you're not going to sit through a seven game series. So cut into it. But they won't because of money. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's a 82 game regular season, just like the NBA. I got the Lightning in six. All right, roll yours and Eagleson's winnings over. <laughs> what do we think those odds are? I mean, they're they're like plus four fifty. 
to win the next four games? Oh, well, they're plus 450 to win the cup, and they got to win four or five. So, <laughs> Eagleson, I'm seeing value. I'm seeing it too. I, I'm down. All right, just take it with your bookie, uh, the book of Jack. Uh, where can I find that? Let's look. Right here. Lightning Plus a thousand, lightning and six. That's what you're giving me, or that's what the odds are? That's what I'm giving you. I might be able to get better than that. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, looks like I can get... Oops, I don't even think they're offering it. Oh, wait, here we go. Lightning four, avalanche two, plus 1260. Mm. You give me 2000, I'll do it. <laughs> what are you? What's your wager? Standard we'll Han? Standard we'll, Han? We'll talk off air. Maybe a crate race, <laughs> which crate challenge, which uh, there's certain coward in here who still has to. I totally forgot about this. I didn't. Well, we can do What's it up, in. I, I can't. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my wrist splint. I gotta do legs. <laughs> it's the wrist widget. And so widget. Oh, my apologies. The, the wrist widget allows me to do the crepe challenge. Uh, we can do it week two in Baltimore. Okay, sure. Answer that, Abe. Did you book your travel yet? Oh, I'm invited to that. Yeah. I don't have to go to the game, do I? You said you would wear a. I think, I, I, think, I think I said I might have ordered two. Ah, uh, here's the thing. I have one for you. Here's the thing. When you go with Jack to a game, he's 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 got tickets and he invites you and his family's there. And he's mm -hmm. uh, despite Jack being a a genuine piece of shit, wow. his family is absolutely wonderful. Somehow, like it's almost like was he adopted? Uh, so well, Jason you, Garrett's his dad. So yeah, was, was that blowing up today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, people people mentioned it, and I was a lot like, of people right. did. People really found him. Too. How did your let's, how did your how did your dad take that? Let's do the let's do a breakdown really quickly. Um, he did. He he actually thought he didn't, but I don't know. I see it. I yeah, see. Yeah, I, I kind of see. He, it. he doesn't look necessarily like Jason Garrett, but he does look like a football coach. This is pretty funny. Um, that one's that, pretty funny. But what yeah. I was saying is, like, I go to the game and I, I don't ever care to be respectful of Jack, but I'd, I'd love to be respectful of his family. So when mm -hmm. it's a, when I'm in a win-win situation in where Ravens, Dolphins, one of you are going to lose. Well, I'm rooting for a tie. Um, but if one really? of you, are, yeah, that'd be sick. If you if you tied, just seeing. You I feel like through. that's not that's not. Yeah, I feel like that's the opposite. Ties are like. Ties aren't lost. Ties are only losses when your coach decides. Well, when to you climb. when you have when you have bets <laughs> when you have bets on the Ravens and Dolphins both win total under, ties are cool. Ties are cool. Um, but my point is, I I can win by the Finns losing. I can win by the Ravens losing. Can't really win if I disrespect Jack's. Family. A tie doesn't count as a half, does it? Like if the win total is eight and a half, no. and you have eight no. wins in a tie, <laughs> no. It I totally should. should right? that really yeah, that one hundred percent. No, no, that was a really, really dumb question. It should count though. Like I actually think that would make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, if you, if I mean, I'm gonna Dean's root for the Vens that week. Dean's gonna be there too. We're gonna have, we're gonna have oh, a lot nice. of Miami. Or there. maybe I'll just bet a bunch of different players on each team's under, and I can like really come out on top. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Two under to the moon. My boy Kyle Hamilton back there. Yeah, he's back there. Please. 
Eagleson, uh, what do you got? One or two weeks left of, of uh, school? Uh, June 27th is the last day. So whatever day it is. So a week today. from tomorrow. Wait, they're making yeah. you finish on a Monday? Yeah, that's... Under- You're not going to go to that. Uh, Probably not, no. He's totally well, if his gonna, culmination's he's, on Monday, yes. So. He, he's totally going to go. It, he's like, yeah, mm, I'm, not, I'm not going to school. I'm like, i got to go to school. Well, like, it, it depends. Like, there might be a senior prank. I don't know. There's different stuff going on. If there's nothing happening, then no. But is that a thing, is, senior huh? pranks? Yeah. Here's one. You like fill the whole stairwell with balloons or like random shit. Oh, I was going to say. Everyone parks sideways in the parking lot. Just random stuff. I was going to say, put like minced garlic in the air vents. Put what? Like garlic in the air vents. Oh, that's a good one. That would parking sideways. That'll that'll show them. (laughs) No, everyone's like parked like idiots in the parking lot, like just in random places. That's that's that's, funny. It just sounds like a disaster, honestly. Sounds like a cave from a bunch of blokes at Open Canada. Final thoughts. Will Zalatoris will never win a major. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right, fam. Hopefully we get a little chaos between now and Wednesday when we record our draft pod. Have an incredible week, Snapback fam. Much love.